morning everybody and a very warm welcome to Hillhead at the Grosvenor, especially if we have any visitors this morning. We have Andy back up here with us and we have her friends Phoebe and Emily, you're very welcome. Um, please stay and have a cup of tea or coffee with us at the end of the service. Our service this morning will be led by our minister Katrina and everything we need to follow the service is on your printed order of service and is on the screen. If you didn't get a copy of the November edition of our church magazine, The Key, then please take a copy before you leave today as it contains all the information you'll need for the next month. Uh, 7 p.m. this evening, our evening service will be held in Wellington and Rebecca Gebauer will lead worship on the theme, What Do We Remember? And once again this year, we are all invited to make a donation to Christian Aid instead of buying Christmas cards to send to one another. <coughs> if you would like to contribute, please ask Barbara for an envelope in which to put your donation and if you could get it back to her by next Sunday, which is the 17th of November so that your Christmas greetings can be included in the December issue of The Key. Next Sunday at 11am, Katrina will lead morning worship here in the hotel and in the evening, Reverend Dr Norman Shanks will lead evening worship in Wellington Church and that service will include communion. These are all our notices. Thank you, Katrina. We will begin our service this morning with the traditional um, act of remembrance. So I will do a call to worship, um, we will sing a hymn and then we will share in that and I will do my best to hit the 11 o'clock uh, on the dots. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things so that you, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And so we join our voices in a modern hymn for remembrance. Weep for the dead, let tears and silence tell. And if you're able, you're invited to stand as we sing and then to remain standing there afterwards for the act of remembrance.
So the words will appear on the screen, and if you'd like to, you're invited to join in with those in the white print. At the end of them, we remain standing for the two minutes silence, and on the screen, as is our custom, we will record the names of those from this church and its missions whose lives were laid down in the First and Second World Wars. At the end of that, please just sit down quietly. We are in the presence of God. We commit ourselves to work in penitence and faith for reconciliation between the nations that all people may, together, live in freedom, justice and peace. We pray for all who in bereavement, disability and pain continue to suffer the consequences of fighting and terror. We remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in world wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them. Our service this morning is going to be very much a reflective service. There is no sermon as such. And I'm drawing very extensively on a book produced by Churches Together in Britain and Ireland called 
beyond our tears, resources for times of remembrance. And so I'm going to use a prayer from that as we begin, which is based on the Coventry Cathedral Litany of Reconciliation. And then after that, we're invited to join together in the Lord's Prayer in our own languages and preferred forms. So let's pray together. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The hatred which divides nation from nation, race from race, class from class, Father, forgive. The covetous desires of peoples and nations to possess what is not their own, Father, forgive. The greed which exploits the work of human hands and lays waste the earth. Father, forgive. Our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Father, forgive. Our indifference to the imprisoned, the homeless, the refugees. Father, forgive. The lust which dishonours the bodies of men, women and children. Father, forgive. The pride which leads to trust in ourselves and not in God. Father, forgive. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgives you. And so we join our voices together, saying, Our Father, <coughs> who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, we're going to sing now a hymn that comes from New Zealand. Um, it's a hymn I discovered when I was visiting New Zealand five years ago. But it, we're going to sing it to a very beautiful and familiar Scottish tune, Highland Cathedral. Honour the dead, our country's fighting brave. We stand, if we're able, as we sing. Thank you. 
The writer of this piece is unnamed. I still remember the date. Friday, the 14th of March. That evening, we were in the Lyceum Cinema when the siren sounded. We walked home to our back-to-back. Bombers were overhead, so we went into the cellar. Just after midnight, Mum felt poorly. We returned to the living room. My sister and I went upstairs to fetch some blankets and called, Leeds is on fire! We came down and a bomb crashed through the chimney. I was trapped in the rubble and covered with soot. My legs were burning. My boyfriend tried to pull me away from the fireplace. My sister called out and lost consciousness. I was conscious and remember intense pain. The rescue workers took us outside. It was cold. Then to a neighbour's house. The ambulance arrived and took us to the infirmary. Next day, my uncle realised Mum had not been rescued. He dug her body out of the rubble. My sister and I were so ill. We were told of Mum's death three weeks later. My brother heard about the bomb just before he was taken prisoner by the Japanese. I remember weeks of pain. Eventually, the surgeon decided to amputate my right leg just below the knee. When discharged, I hopped on crutches, on and off buses, carrying the shopping. In 1942, I met my husband. In December 1942, I got my first artificial leg. We were married in January 1943 and lived in Quarry Hill Flats, where I was to pull our son and his pushchair up 45 steps. Our other two sons were born in the prefabs at Beckett Park. Since 1941, I have smiled and danced through life, winning medals for ballroom and Latin American dancing in 
A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised up above the hills. People shall stream to it and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and shall arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war any more, but they shall all sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk, each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God for ever and ever. On that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame and gather those who have been driven away and those whom I have afflicted. The lame I will make the remnant and those who were cast off, a strong nation. And the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion now and forevermore. A poem by the hymn writer Brian Wren. <coughs> Say no to peace. If what they mean by peace is the quiet misery of hunger, the frozen stillness of fear, the silence of broken spirits, the unborn hopes of the oppressed. Tell them that peace is the shouting of children at play, the babble of tongues set free, the thunder of dancing feet, and a father's singing. Say no to peace. If what they mean by peace is a rampart of gleaming missiles, the arming of distant wars, Money at ease in its castle and the grateful poor at the gate. Tell them that peace is the hauling down of flags, the forging of guns into ploughs, the giving of fields to the landless, and hunger a fading dream.
our second reading is from Thessalonians. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose he called you through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us so that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified everywhere, just as it is amongst you, and that we may be rescued from wicked and evil people. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guide you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will go on doing the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Hymn writer Kathy Galloway is known to many of us in this congregation and her work is widely used throughout these islands and belong beyond and this is a poem she has written in laughter I will find you so many joys I will have shared with you they will become the measure of our time and there will be love between us and there will be love between us In tears, I will find you. So many times I will have cried for you. I will offer you my song to ease your pain. And there will be love between us. And there will be love between us. In anger, I will find you. So many times I will have hated you. But your tenderness will disarm me. And there will be love between us. And there will be love between us. In losing, I will find you. So many times I will be without you. But the things that you have given will not leave me. And there will be love between us. And there will be love between us.
Our next reading this morning is from the book of Luke. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The second story we have was written by somebody called Jean Maitland, who I have to confess, I don't know who she is, but it's a very powerful and moving story. Um, I'm not one to do tears, but when I was rehearsing this at home, I got quite choked up, so we'll see how we go. The people of Belarusia, now Belarus, suffered intensely in the Second World War, which they refer to as the Great Patriotic War. As the Germans conquered, they followed a deliberate policy of extermination of the people. In the event, more than three quarters of the population survived. But even so, 2.23 million people died during those terrible years. In October 1987, the members of the Coordinating Committee of the Ecumenical Forum of European Christian Women visited the site of Katyn, one of the villages whose entire population had been exterminated. Katyn was a small village of 26 households, protected against the winds by white birch trees and tall pines. It was neat and cosy, with its shadow wells and thick lilac bushes in the front gardens. On the 22nd of March, 1943, the life of Katyn came to an end. A detachment of soldiers entered the village and drove all the inhabitants into a barn, which they set on fire. When some of the people trapped inside battered down the door and tried to escape, they were mown down by machine gun fire. 149 people were exterminated, among them 75 children. Only one man survived. Today, a great marble slab covers the communal grave of the villagers. The gigantic black statue of a father the one man who escaped stands dwarfing the landscape as forever he holds his dead child in his arms. On the site of each chimney in the ruins of each house of Katyn, there now stands a small bell tower, constantly in sequence mourning bells ring out. 
each one a memorial to a different village that was destroyed and never rebuilt. A wall of life commemorates in metal names all the villages that were rebuilt. A long row of niches bears the names of concentration camps in which thousands of people died in agony before a black memorial slab, the eternal flame burns. The group of women walked slowly round, stopping at three places to pray and sing and lay red carnations. At the end, the West German woman in the party stood before the eternal flame in tears. She felt the guilt of the whole German nation on her German shoulders. It was the Russian woman who went to her, put her arms around her and said, don't cry, don't blame yourself, that is history. What we must make sure of now is that it never happens again. We must work for peace. Be honest, shall we? Remembrance Sunday is a difficult Sunday. There are no nice pat answers any preacher can give. There are always so many questions. When I was getting ready this morning, I opened up a drawer and I had an English poppy in there. I bought it last year when I spoke about the women of Preston Railway Station. And I decided to put it on this morning to remember a young man called Adam Morris, who will mean nothing to any of you. But he was killed, serving in the army in Iraq, and he went from the village where I was a minister in Leicestershire. 
we have on our cross a white poppy and a red poppy, recognising the tension and the place of different ways of remembering. And many of you know I have told the story of my father, who was a volunteer who served in Africa, and his brother, a conscientious objector, who spent his Second World War in prison in Birmingham. We come with our own memories, we come with our own thoughts, our own concerns. And so for around about seven minutes, we're going to have an opportunity just to reflect and respond in a way that each of us finds helpful. So for those who find it helpful, um, you should have had a poppy shape on your chair. You're very welcome to sit with that or to colour on it or draw on it. If you want to lay it by the cross, that's fine. If you want to do none of the above, that's fine. Um, for anybody who wants to use their hands as they reflect, we have some origami poppies at the back. Um, the kiss I bought was horrendously, horrendously complicated, so I've kind of simplified it, and there are some examples there. If you want to light a candle, feel free to do so. If you want simply to sit while the music plays and reflect, then that is fine too. So let's have the music and respond in the way that's right for us.
remain seated for our next hymn. We pray for peace, but not an easy peace built on complacency and not the truth of God. We pray for real peace, the peace God's love alone can seal.
gracious God, we have thought much this morning about the need for peace and reconciliation as we join our <coughs> prayers with those of millions of Christians in this and many other countries. We have expressed our gratitude for those who made the supreme sacrifice and now far from re enjoying the peace and security they hoped to leave to us. We are only too aware of the conflicts worldwide that are hard to eradicate. God of compassion, whose only son experienced life as a refugee, have mercy on those whose lives are still threatened by violence and war, still fleeing from danger, hungry and afraid, with nowhere to call home. We ask for them, shelter, security, food and peace. At this time of political uncertainty in our own land, forgive us when devotion to our own cause muffles our conscience <coughs> and makes us overlook places like the Middle East and North Africa. So we thank you for those members and partners of BMS World Mission who are serving in difficult contexts to bring the light of Christ to local communities. We pray for the work of theological seminaries and training centers in places like Palestine and Lebanon, Syria and Libya, whose <coughs> students go out on our behalf to bring hope and empowerment to marginalized groups of your people. In our Scottish Baptist circles, we pray especially today for the church at Coat Bridge, celebrating its 150th anniversary. <coughs> we pray for larger churches like Shedoxley and Aberdeen, and smaller causes like Selkirk and Sankirk, all trying to make an impact on their community. In our own congregation, we thank you for and pray for families like Elaine, Graham, Freya and Sarah and also Jen, Andrew, Carl and Aidan remembering the many challenges that face youngsters today. In a moment of silence, we bring our personal petitions to God. <coughs> God, we know you love us, especially when we are facing up to problems. We ask for the help of your Holy Spirit as we try to judge fairly between the claims of various political parties 
advertising what they have to offer in the general election. And now we thank you for the many blessings we enjoy as we set out on another week, resolved to try harder to be the Christians we profess to be through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Gracious God, we bring these gifts of money. We offer them in your service and we pray your wisdom that we spend them wisely to do just that. In the name of Christ, amen. Longing for light, we wait in darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light. Shine in your church gathered today. If we're able, we stand as we sing. Thank you. 
Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, teach us to live in the ways of peace and justice, to wage peace rather than war, so that we may come by the power of the Holy Spirit as one family to the kingdom of the Father, where you live forever and ever. Thank you.